In the managed care system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The HCC Risk Adjustment Department, who tracks down medical records and ICD-10 codes, and the Quality Stars Team, who partners with primary and specialty providers to ensure ideal clinical outcomes. These are their stories. But I don't think anyone was ready. You saw like all the nerd herd, I call them. We're all, nerd herd. We're all huddled up in a little circle trying to read this 900-page right. PDF and, you know, Shout right. out to the industry leaders that were that stayed up all night, really distilling it down. I got about to page 130, so I still have a, a lot to go. Um, you got to speed it up. I got the cliff notes. I got the cliff notes version from from quite a few people, but <laughs> I'm one of those guys, David. I try to read the whole thing because there's always some little benign thing that becomes major if you're if you're working a plan. I mean, now yeah. that I'm a consultant and a media personality, I want to know as much as possible. I mean, I've been I've been out of a plan for almost three years. So I've been out. Dude, time it's flies. been time flies. I didn't think I'd make it this long. So yeah. I'm so far removed that I have to read everything to, to be able to, to stay in touch because I'm so far removed from being a plan and, and actually running star ratings. But what are some of the, the highlights? Like I said, the Cliff Notes version. What are some of the, the big highlights uh, that the two of you see that are so important? Well, I mean, Jen, I, I'm not sure if you'd agree, but I mean, I, to me, it's just the the size of the impact, right? Right. We, we were just looking at uh, a post of a friend of ours uh, who's the CEO of Baltimore Health Analytics. Okay. He's estimating it at $25 billion. Oh, my. That's a big number. That's an that's a enormous number. <laughs> like, that's an enormous number. So, you know, like there's tons of changes in the, uh, in the proposed rule. But, I mean, when you just think about the total overall impact, it's really significant. And at the same time, the uh, the Biden administration's driving uh, some of the um, uh, you know the, the policy changes that they've been telling us about uh, around uh, health equity and, and right. social determinants. Which I really like the stuff that that I saw that we're really moving into more of a health equity lens at the CMS level. And yep. you know, Jen, your your organization, Farmrox RX, is really the epitome of of health equity. David during your time at, at multiple plans, uh, very successful plans that you've managed both from a risk adjustment and star standpoint, you've always had a health equity lens. I mean, that's why you and I really clicked and had our relationship because we're both people that have, that have run health plans and, and run those departments, but really understand the importance of, of health equity. And it's great to see the Biden administration, rather you're a red or blue guy, you know, I don't really care. I say that everyone in this country, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're white, I don't care yep. if you're LGBTQ, yep. I don't care if you're Asian, I don't care you know, who you voted for. Everyone needs to have the, the best health care possible. If you, if you find out Absolutely. that you have prostate cancer, you need to get the best treatment possible. If you find out that you have diabetes or you have osteoarthritis, it, it's funny. Your politics don't really matter when, when you find out that you're fighting for, for your life. So my responsibility when I was a healthcare executive and now as, a, as kind of an influencer is to help people to procure the best health care benefits possible. Um, and, right. and to really encourage plans to, to invest in health equity and invest in transportation and, and all of those. So it's great to see the federal government moving into that direction. Yeah. And it, you think about like that, that metaphor that you and I had, you know, like we shared with folks like six, six, nine months right. ago about, hey, you got a teacher that's got 20 students and, and uh, 19 out of 20 get straight A's and one gets F's. Right. That, that's a 95 percent straight A rate. That feels really good. Right. But what if that that the one that gets straight F's is the only black kid? Right. Right. Do, do you feel Latin, different? Or only Latinx or, or the kid, only, right. Yeah. Whoever. Right. Or only rural kid. Yeah. 
I mean, so uh, then do you feel differently about it? And I, I think that's that's what CMS is challenging the industry to do, right? Just, just to say, okay, you got a 95% rate, congratulations. Now we stratify it by race, ethnicity. Right. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you're not looking so great anymore. Right. Um, Jen, what is Farmbox RX doing? You know, I've seen you. One of the reasons I haven't been able to catch up on you, you're never in town. Every time I see you, you're in San Diego. You're in Las Vegas. You're back in Las Vegas. You're in Orlando. You're in D.C. You're you're always on the road. Um, it's just your stamina. You know, I've, I've said before, is, is Jen, of all the people I know in healthcare, Jen is really one of the most badass people. I mean, she's 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 a Marine. Every time I see her, as soon as as soon as this is over, I'm going to drop down and I'm going to give you 30 because I'm getting in better shape. So I'm, I'm just fit. compelled to, to drop down and give you at least 20 every time I see you. Yeah, you but Jen is it. always out waving the flag. What is What are some of the things that Farmbox RX are, are really doing, connecting with health plans to bolster uh, health equity? I mean, in terms of health equity altogether, I think it's looking at the people on the fringes. And from a right. former person who was at a health plan, right. it's typically the people on the fringes that are costing me That's the true. most in terms of when I'm looking at overall claims. Mm -hmm. But end to end, when we talk about the people on the fringes, those are people that typically need the most help. So in the work we're doing at Farmbox RX, really in alignment with Chiquita Brooks-Lashur saying, right. you know, health equity is the lens that we will look through all things. Mm -hmm. And so one, aligning all the offerings we have, not only in just the food we offer, but also in the material that's in the box in terms of offering culturally and linguistically appropriate services. So important. Because it's not good if I get something, if I don't right. know what to do with it. And you and I both are, you know, uh, are, are 206ers, as I like to call myself, and, and both know Capitol Hill Seattle. Like the back of our hands, you know, I was I was reminiscing, you know, it, it shows you on your timeline, you see things from 10 years ago and things from five years ago. I see a picture of myself standing in front of uh, Boren and Pike and someone's taking a no, picture well. of me and you see the sign. I just know that neighborhood. I remember walking to work. I used to work on Olive and 8th and know those neighborhoods well. But Seattle, the reason I bring it up, A, we're on KIXI 880 AM every day in Seattle and drive time. B, Seattle is really uh, a true melting pot of different types mm -hmm. of races and cultures, and it's very interesting because you have a very uh, you have a very diverse Asian population. Mm -hmm. So you have Absolutely. people from Vietnam, you have people from China, you have people yep. from Korea that don't speak English. You mm -hmm. have a lot of Latinx community, and then going down to Tacoma, you have a lot of African Americans. And if you have a plan in that area, you have to have a solution, like you said. Mm -hmm. There's so many people mm -hmm. on the fringe. They could be on the fringe because of poverty. Mm -hmm. They could be on the fringe because they don't speak English. They could be on the fringe because they're rural. And and mm -hmm. really, it's companies like yours and organizations like yours that help to reach those people that are on the fringe. And like David said in his analogy, that one person that's at risk for, for getting an F just flunking out all the all the way because we can't even reach them or you can't even speak to them because they don't speak the language. And it's so important that, that companies really get their stuff together and really start to, to partnering. What are what are some of the things that you guys are, because I know that you have to step out, Jen, what are some of the things that Farmbox RX is slated to do in, in 23? You, you and Ashley came on at Rise LA and really talked about uh, some of the things that you had in the works. What what does 2023 look like for Farmbox RX? I think in terms of supporting our health plan partners and all these challenges that looking at, I was talking to some health plans uh, recently when I was in San Diego, and this, I was saying it's dark days. Like, mm. I haven't been at a plan. I'm happy I'm not at a plan right I'm now. I'm happy I'm not at a plan, but it's star stuff. I it's hard right now. But really being able to truly, A, meet the members where they're at in the home, but mm -hmm. also 
through the educational material, connecting them with other benefits and services they might not have otherwise known that they had. That's right. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about these measures, especially looking at the change in the proposed rule on MTM, you know, it's not that maybe the members don't want to call their pharmacist or maybe on med adherence, they don't want to pick up their meds. There's something else that precludes them from doing that. So how can we support them in addressing the social determinants of health so they can do all those other things that as a health plan we want to do. It's not like our members wake up in the mornings like, yeah, you know what sounds good. Let's willfully defy my health. Right, plan. right, exactly. There's something right. else that gets in right. the way, and by addressing that thing that gets in the way, not only do I get what I'm looking for on the heatest side of the house, but also that has tangential effects on Caps Haws. That's true. What do you now? What do you think, David, about just the proposed moving the whole rigmarole? You, you bring out Caps and Haws moving Caps, and if you're not in healthcare and you're listening to to the Healthcast version either on the podcast or terrestrial radio. Basically, a couple of years ago, CMS, the Centers of Medicare, Medicaid Services, they started to invest more weighting the the surveys, the, the consumer assessment of healthcare provider services, weighting that 4X. Uh, when I got into the business, it was one and a half. So that was a huge move to, to 4X. And everyone's trying to hire a CAPS consultant. Everyone's trying to figure out uh, companies are forming, LLCs are forming, people are trying to figure out private equity. David knows yep. a lot about yep. private equity. Yep. How can we get into CAPS? Because it's you can't, when I was coming up, if you if you kept everyone's diabetes down and kept the high blood pressure down, you did well in your heatest measures, got your flu shot, got your cancer screenings, you're going to yep. be a four star. Yep. But with the surveys moving into such prominence, they have to have a good experience. It's not just about uh, keeping uh, someone who's diabetic from having a stroke or having a serious complication, but you have to. they have to have uh, timeliness. Uh, the provider has to have a good network. They have to have a good experience. The proposal of moving that back to 2X, which is still a net gain, but not as shocking, not the sticker shock that, that it was. What do people feel about that? Because so many, so many plans have invested in caps and it's kind of regressing to the mean, which David, I told you, huh. I thought that this was going to happen because I said yeah. there's no way that they can have that much weighting in caps longitudinally because it's it's kind of a crapshoot, right? My yeah. grandmother's 96. If she hits one of those surveys, if she's not in a good mood that day, you're going to get crushed. It doesn't matter uh, what the situation is. So what do you both think about that? Because I, I thought that that was so interesting. And what is that? What does CMS usually tips their hand to what the next thing that they're going to? What what are the, the repercussions downstream of, of that proposed move? Well, I mean, uh, you know, exactly right about uh, the changes in, in, in satisfaction, right? So four to two, big change. But at the same time, you see CMS backing off of things that stabilize rates year over year, mm-hmm. right? Good point. So what, they're, what, what they appear to be doing is saying, okay, we'll, we'll walk back some of the waiting on satisfaction. But at the same time, if you have a big change year over year, you're going to feel right. the, whole, the whole hit. And if it's up, great. If it's down, you're going to feel it. And we're not going to we're not going to do anything to kind of like do the bumper, the bumper style bowling and make it easier for you right. just because you performed well last year. Right. So, you know, I, I, what I Looking see. Looking for consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I, and I, th- I think that they're just kind of t- they're they're taking the bubble wrap off of mm. the program. Right. Mm. And I I think that is the big story, right? 25 billion potential yeah. in impact down, right? Less less revenue and at the same time 
CMS is saying, look, you know, you know, you, you, you do well and, and you have upside. Right. You're going to feel it if, if you do poorly. So like value-based care is upside, downside, <laughs> risk sharing. It's well, all risk. It's, right. It's I, I, risk. I think so. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, there are all kinds of things that they're addressing, you know, the, the hold harmless rules right. like we've been talking about and, uh, you know, natural, the, the impacts of, of how they handle disasters and, and, and yep. uh, consolidations and just all the things that health plans could look for relief um, are either being modified or in many cases just going away completely. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. For those that's listening to this, Lance is a genius. He put a moving office in a G-Fizzle, in a G-Wagon. All my ballers, all my millionaires, all my trillionaires, all my entrepreneurs. Understand, this man went from here to hear in the G Fizzle, and he put a moving digital studio right. inside of a G Wagon. James Lewis. Who believes in themselves? That's independent. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's electric, made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 